0: Our sponsors are making it possible for us to amplify the voices of Albertans and Alberta podcasters. This episode, the Edmonton Community Foundation is helping us give a pod power shout out to Glass Bookshop Radio. They're the official podcast of Glass Bookshop. Founded by Jason Purcell and Matthew Stepanek, Glass Bookshop is an independent bookseller in Edmonton, Alberta, focusing on Canadian writing with special attention to LGBTQ2S plus and BIPOC writers, along with the independent publishers who help to produce their work. Tune into Glass Bookshop Radio for interviews with their favorite writers, publishers and readers. To listen and learn more, head to glassbookshopradio.com. It's the longest you've had to stay awake?
1: Uh, 36
0: hours. That's, that's a long time. Were you doing one of those a-thons?
1: No, actually. It oh. was a school thing. Um... I went to theatre school. I, I did uh, theatre production, which is the, the people in black making things go. Theatre ninjas. Yeah, yeah theatre ninjas. Um, and part of our schooling required practicum hours. And to earn a few extra practicum hours, because I wasn't going to make enough working on one crew, I took on uh, extra shifts with the paint crew doing overnights. So I did a day of school, my one show call shift... And then an overnight paint shift. And I think I got about three hours of sleep before I had to get up and go to school again and do it all over again. And I think I did the math. I was awake for about 36 hours.
0: I was in not good shape. No, I would imagine not. <laughs> it was very tired. I would assume. Yes. Um, I think about 24 hours for me.
1: Yeah. Well, we've done extra life before.
0: Which is what I'm thinking of, honestly. I, yeah. I don't believe that I had ever done one of those stay awake all night things prior to that. I mean there's probably an uh, a time that I'm not remembering from my teens where I was just stupid and pulled an all-nighter playing a video game or something.
1: I've pulled all-nighters for school reasons before. It's but, never actually that smart.
0: No, but uh yeah, the only thing I can think of where I deliberately stayed up for 24 hours was probably to do extra life. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, me too. I've done we've done extra life more than once. With the staying awake, playing video games for 24 hours. In support
0: of oh, children's no, like, hospitals. For a yeah.
1: charity, for good cause.
0: Yeah. Obviously, we haven't done Extra Life recently.
1: No, small children make Extra Life uh, a little hard to do. Indeed. Unfortunately. At
0: some point, they'll get older, and assuming Extra Life is still a thing. I hope we so. Hope, we hope it will be. Uh, we'll, we'll very likely uh, rope them in and do a, a whole family stay up and play video games.
1: Sure. Yeah. When they're old enough,
0: which they are currently not,
1: no, not even out. a little bit.
0: Uh, we let our son stay up for the first time for New he's, Year's Eve this he's year, he's four, and he made it to about 11 o'clock before he was actually falling asleep on the couch. Yeah, and he, I picked him up and carried him.
1: Upstairs. I was impressed he made it to 11
0: o'clock. I am too, actually. Like... He caught a second wind somewhere in there, and he was kind of bouncing off the walls for a bit, and then he just crashed.
1: Yeah, it was a valiant effort, little guy. Like, he did
0: did real good. Well, obviously, I bring this up because it's topical to our current chapter.
1: Yeah, because Tracker's not allowed to go to sleep.
0: And was informed of that last chapter, Mm -hmm. where Tracker did a little bit of investigating on his own at the Congor City Archives. And uh, found some interesting clues left behind by Basu Fumanguru, which uh, confirmed that maybe this boy has something to do with the proper line of succession in the kingdom. Right. Uh, Before he's able to confirm that, though, he is confronted once again by Detective Mossy, who's been Mm. keeping an eye on him. And then the two of them are attacked, and the city archives are burned to the ground.
1: Yeah, it was our Indiana Jones chapter.
0: Yeah, they flee into the city only to get a face-to-face example of the power of the mysterious AC as he summons up a possessed crowd to try to swarm them, but they manage to successfully escape with the rest of their remaining party.
1: Thanks to the buffalo.
0: And uh, through one of the 19 doors they go, and that is where we pick back up with our team in the field in Chapter 16 of Black Leopard Red Wolf by Marlon James. So Sogolan quickly has Tracker swap with the girl, because she's uncomfortable riding with a man. Well, yeah. And uh, Tracker ends up hitching a ride behind Mossy, because he's too tired to run a horse right now.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he's he's already exhausted, and he has to stay awake.
0: Yeah, and I assume that using his power to run the door might also have sapped him a little. See, I get the impression that that happened the last time he used the door, too. That's a bit of a taxing experience.
1: Maybe. It didn't explicitly say that it was a taxing experience. Mm, but fair it, enough. But it could be.
0: Either way, Tracker dozes a bit on Mossy's shoulder, and uh, the prefect keeps him awake, noting, Hey, Sogolon said you're not supposed to sleep, so you should probably stay up. Tracker's not sure he totally buys this. <laughs> he's skeptical, not because he doesn't believe in magic, but because he just instinctually disbelieves everything Sogolon tells him at this point.
1: Yeah, he's got trust issues.
0: Well, to be fair, Sogalon hasn't exactly been straight with him either.
1: Well, no. I'm not saying they're not totally unfounded, but his default is to not trust.
0: Yeah. Um, Masi actually notes that he and the witch seem to hate one another, which Tracker confirms. And... <laughs> mossy will actually later when they make camp even be like is she your mom like is that why you're so you hate her so much like because that kind of hatred can only come from family right tracker (laughs) is offended how dare you is affronted by that um he actually even in the moment uh makes a snide remark back at mossy about how oh well you know how'd you're trusting the prefects in Congor go for you then kind of regrets saying it He, he actually feels the slightest twinge of regret i know he because got a little snide
1: like, and then he felt a little bad
0: because he was like oh i think i actually hurt that guy's feelings and i i'm a little ashamed to admit that i kind of feel bad about that right especially cuz mossy's been very helpful
1: yeah and, and he's
0: super attracted to him oh yeah he's trying not to admit it to himself
1: we will spend a lot of time in this chapter trying to uh trying to ignore the fact
0: That there is sexual tension.
1: There there is so much sexual tension there.
0: When they stop briefly, Tracker tries to confront Sogolon, and he goes about asking the wrong way. And she rebuffs him by sending him flying with a gust of wind. And then the girl actually gets smart with him after, which Tracker finds
1: super adorable.
0: Like, he's just, (laughs) oh, Sogolon doesn't need me, eh? Then why am I still here? Why doesn't she just go find the boy by herself? And if she's the master of the 19 doors, why couldn't she open it without me? Girl doesn't have a a real answer to that.
1: No, not really. And Tracker is, to be fair, he's very tired. Yes. And he has zero patience for anybody right now.
0: Yeah. He actually lays down here uh, as they're making camp and very nearly falls asleep. And the girl slaps him to keep him awake.
1: Yeah. None of this.
0: Uh, and tells him, you're not supposed to sleep until we reach Dolingo Citadel, which is what we're on the way to. Tracker, again, he's not, he doesn't quite buy this, but he's willing to at least give it the benefit of the doubt, I suppose. Because he yes. does try begrudgingly to stay awake. Uh, he tries to get the company of Buffalo and Sadogo, but it's nighttime and they both want to sleep. And they basically both tell him to go to a
1: Even, even Sadogo doesn't feel like talking because well, he's th- tired. Because he's
0: tired. Finally, Mossy turns up and he's like, dude.
1: All right, let's, let's go. Let's go for a walk.
0: I hear a nearby river. Let's let's go take a walk down to the river. Uh, and Tracker initially kind of hesitates, but then ultimately agrees to join him. Uh, they chat a bit on the way down about Tracker's nose, and Mossy admits he's not a ready believer in magic or spirits.
1: Like, at all.
0: Yeah, he's, he's pretty skeptical about all this stuff. But he does admit he doesn't really have a good explanation for all the stuff he's seen the last couple of days. No. He's like, probably someone much smarter than me could... Give me a rational explanation for all this. And Tracker's just like, eh.
1: (laughs) I mean, they could, but the answer is uh, magic.
0: Yeah, Mossy actually pegs Tracker as a bit of a natural skeptic as well. It's just that Tracker's actually had experience with the supernatural. But the weird thing is that that makes Tracker kind of see the supernatural as very mundane (laughs) in a strange way.
1: Yeah, kind of. Like talking Mm -hmm.
0: to a god traveling to the underworld. For Tracker, that's Tuesday. Yeah, (laughs) <laughs> his skepticism comes from the fact that he has big trust issues.
1: Yes, to be fair. Rightly so in a lot of cases.
0: Yeah. Tracker doesn't necessarily believe something he's told, but does believe something he's seen.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: That's kind of how his skepticism
1: manifests. Yeah, that's a really good way of putting it.
0: Yeah. As they arrive at the river, Tracker does kind of explain to Masi exactly what an omaluzu is. Because Mossy's like, so what exactly is this stuff?
1: He goes, okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, it gives him the whole rundown: how they work, how they killed Fumanguru and his family. Again, Mossy's not sure he a hundred percent believes it, but he's at the very least willing to hear Tracker out on this.
1: Something tells me that by the end of this, Mossy's going to have to become a believer. Well, right? Presumably. He's going to have to encounter something firsthand that he cannot explain away.
0: Well, I mean, he's already kind of done that. As eh. as he said, he can't rightly explain some of the stuff he saw.
1: <laughs> like some of his prefects turning to dust.
0: <laughs> or, you know, the swarm of possessed people who came after them. Right. Or traveling a week in a, in the blink of an eye. Right. Yeah. At this point, Mossy like hooks a finger on his outfit and just like strips it off. Like he's
1: wearing, like he's wearing tearaways. Yeah. He's just right? like, just whoosh,
0: and goes diving into the river. Um, off a
1: cliff, I might have. Like yeah, a small cliff. A small but cliff. Still.
0: Uh, inviting Tracker to join him. Uh, his theory being like a good brisk swim.
1: Yeah, right in the cold river.
0: Probably wake Tracker up. It would. Tracker is bone tired. He does Wait. not want to.
1: He's like, I don't think I could do this.
0: But uh, to Masi's credit, he actually does go to Tracker into diving in.
1: Yeah, he does. He shouts at him enough. Tracker's like, fine. Takes off his quote unquote
0: curtain. Yeah. In he goes. Uh, they do swim for a bit, and then they get out and, and sit and have a bit of a chat on the banks, actually.
1: There's some nice male bonding here. Yeah.
0: Mossy admits that he doesn't really feel that much remorse for the way he kind of exited Congor. It's not like he had a family there, it's not like he had his own residence there or much in the way of possessions. He's like, I'm not leaving much behind. And I didn't really have any friends in Congor.
1: Because people in Congor. Are- we're not friendly.
0: No, they're they're very closed off people. They, it, He says in some ways they were very open, but in other ways they were very guarded.
1: Uh, open but not friendly. Yeah. That's, that's what I've got.
0: It's like having a neighbor who you know you can rely on, but you don't really know because yeah. he's not willing to tell you anything about himself. Right? Yeah. That's almost literally the example he uses. And so, like, even amongst the prefects who he killed, they were colleagues, but they weren't really... Friends. Friends at all. Right? And he spent 10 years living there. And while he didn't feel like an outsider, he wasn't... He didn't feel like he was
1: one of them He either. didn't feel
0: like he belonged. Yeah. Like part of the community. Tracker actually pivots this a little bit into asking Mossy a little bit more about where he came from. Uh, specifically the fact that he's got this weird belief in one God. <laughs> How could you even? Very amusing.
1: I love this little bit of religion talk. It amused me a great deal.
0: The thing that Tracker finds most amusing about this is he's like, how do you know your god, like, all of the gods who I've dealt with here in my homeland have been basically jerks. But you seem to believe that your god is good. Why? And Mossy's like, because he says he is. And Tracker's like, that's not a good enough reason.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's not how it works. Yeah. <laughs> also, this whole time, Tracker is uh fighting off attraction with all of his might.
0: Yeah. No, he's he's very attracted to, uh, to Mossy. Oh, yes. Tracker also, like, he's still not 100% certain he can trust Mossy. And this is something I wanted to bring up last chapter. So let's stick a pin in that and try to come back to it at the end of this one. Okay. He's like, you just you just up and left your home. You say you have nothing to go back for, but you don't need to come with us either. And Mossy's reply is like, eh, could be some adventure in it. And frankly, you clearly need someone to watch your back. <laughs>
1: He's not wrong.
0: Yeah, Tracker doesn't really have a good response to that.
1: Tracker is traveling in unusual company, and he mostly trusts Sadogu. And the buffalo. And the buffalo. But that's only half of his party.
0: Yeah, and uh, that's not including the two members of the party who are his actual sworn enemies, and the two who abandoned them in Kongor.
1: Yes, and then the other two who just don't like him
0: very much. And who don't like him at all. Mostly because he's a he's a dude.
1: Uh, Yeah, and fair enough. Look, sogalong has got issues too. Yeah.
0: They talk a little bit more about the boy, and this is the point where Tracker actually comes to a little bit of an epiphany.
1: Oh, I like this bit.
0: Where he's like, you know, I've never actually really thought of the boy outside of the context of him being a piece in this larger puzzle. I've never thought about him as a person.
1: Right? Because he is the destination. Yeah. Right? He is the point of this adventure. And Tracker is way more into the journey.
0: Yeah. He's
1: into following the mystery.
0: The more he's learned that there's something going on, the more he's more interested in the bigger picture, which is interesting because so many people earlier on in the novel were telling him, don't, don't you worry your pretty little head about the bigger picture. It's beyond you. You're just the dumb help. But now he's actually come far enough along in this conspiracy that he's like, this is very interesting.
1: Yeah, There is something crazy going on here.
0: Yeah. And the boy has come to the point where he's now, Interesting only so much as he was interesting to Fumanguru and Bellic and the Big and AC and Bunchy and Sogolon and the King. And Tracker still hasn't quite figured out why he's interesting to all these people. He's got a pretty good idea, but he doesn't know exactly why yet. Yeah. Yeah. Mossy falls asleep around this point. Poor guy. Uh, or at least as asleep as he claims he ever gets, because he's one of apparently one of those sleep-with-one-eye-open kind of guys.
1: Yeah. He wakes rested, so he clearly got enough sleep, even if he slept for, like, an hour. Yeah. Jealous.
0: Uh, before morning, Tracker also catches a scent which reminds him of Leopard, and he uh, kind of tries to distract himself before he becomes melancholy, because he's like, man, Leopard. That was the one guy I thought would always have my back.
1: Yeah, he has some, like, strange, vague thoughts on yeah. Leopard right now.
0: It was an interesting thought, especially because for as much as Tracker in this moment is saying, Leopard was the one guy I thought would always have my back. It strikes me as interesting because Leopard is clearly in trouble and Tracker is cognizant enough to recognize that, but couldn't be bothered to help him. And so this is this is him saying, I thought that guy would always be there to help me. But in that moment where it was clear Fumeli was doing something to Leopard, Tracker couldn't be bothered. No. And I don't think that's necessarily a point in favor of our protagonist.
1: No. I wonder if it's not Tracker being of the attitude that, well, Leopard got himself into this, and he needs to get himself out of this. And
0: that could be the case. But at the same time, could have helped the dude. Yeah,
1: he's your friend. You could help him out. Yeah.
0: Sunrise comes. Uh, Tracker, to his credit, has managed to stay awake all this time. Seems to have caught a bit of a wind overnight as well with Mossy. Uh, they do head off to the Citadel, and Buffalo kind of invites Tracker to take a ride, to take a load off, and Tracker promptly falls asleep yes. at this juncture.
1: But I think it's okay.
0: Yeah, no, Sogolon certainly would have woken him up if she had noted that he was asleep, or... and and that it was a problem.
1: Yeah. I think sleeping during the day is okay. Yeah. It's something about sleeping at night that's that, the problem.
0: That certainly seems to be the implication I had as well. He actually wakes back up to discover Sadogo carrying him like a like a baby <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> cradled in his arms. Carrying him along. Um, because apparently Buffalo got tired of carrying him after a while and was like, Sadogo, okay, get this guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Tracker's a bit embarrassed to be carried like a child and tries to pretend to go back to sleep. But then suddenly catches the scent of the boy His
1: again. His smell alarm goes off,
0: and it wakes him right up. And it's enough of a jolt that everyone kind of notices. And Sogolon's like, "Hold up, what's <laughs> going you, on? What'd you smell?" And uh, Tracker's like, "I I just picked up the boy again, and it smells like he's heading north, like towards us, because we're heading south.
1: Yeah, coming from the other side.
0: Yeah." And Sogolon kind of nods sagely and is like, "Yes, it is as I it is as I suspected. I believe we'll all meet up in Dalingo."
1: Yes, I don't know how she knows that.
0: Well, Tracker doesn't either, and uses this opportunity to try to trade for some information and go about approaching this a little differently than when he demanded the other day for answers and got <laughs>
1: maybe try being nice. Blown this time. away,
0: and Sogolon does agree. Uh, when he's like, "I'll tell you what. I'll tell you how I came by my knowledge of the boy if you tell me how you came by yours." And Sogolon's like, "Okay, now is the appropriate
1: time." <laughs> you being all demanding and angry was not the appropriate time
0: she confirms that the boy's trail keeps going hot and cold something that tracker had noted before she asks tracker do you know why this is and this is not a riddle i believe that you should have an idea of why this might be but before he can answer or she can elaborate she again gets attacked by invisible force
1: yeah that dark creepy wind attack
0: Tracker recognizes it is similar to what happened before in the Darklands, actually.
1: Uh, it's almost exactly like what happened right before they went into the Darklands. Yeah,
0: it, the force that's attacking her buffets aside both the girl and Mossy, who also, like, what's going on, grabs his sword and goes to try to help however he can. Right. Finally, after a few moments, the girl manages to scratch a circle of runes around Sogolon, and the force retreats. And Tracker's legit like, is it the spirits from the Darklands again coming after you? And Sogolon's like, no, it's the Dark Wizard. It's Acey. He's, yeah. he's looking for us. Something is coming. Sure enough, not any sooner than she has said this, than monsters start erupting from the ground around As them.
1: Basically, they're being attacked by giant ground witches.
0: Kind of, yeah. But like, serpent people.
1: Yeah. But like huge, like size of buildings.
0: Um, Sogolon identifies them as Moana witches. Yes, and they they do indeed travel through the earth and pop out. And while they are called witches, not all of them are female. There is at least one very notably bearded male. Yes, amongst their numbers, they're pretty formidable, and they uh, they give the group a bit of a fight. Oh but yeah, Buffalo and Sedogo in particular managed to give them a pretty good run for their money. And both Mossy and Tracker acquit themselves pretty good. Even the girl acquits herself fairly well. She unflinchingly, like, stares one down and sticks it in the hand with her little spear.
1: Yeah. It's good for her.
0: Yeah. They manage to dispatch enough of them that the creatures ultimately retreat. And after the fight, Sogolon actually notes, you know, the creatures were attacking all of us. Not really you, Tracker. Tracker didn't really notice it in the moment.
1: Well, because he was busy fighting off witches. Because he was fighting them.
0: But. None of them really were targeting him. And he tries to rebuff this, but even he's like, oh, that might have been the case, actually. Yeah. Um, she asks if he slept at all in the night. Mossy actually vouches for him and is like, no, he was up all night. And Tracker's like, I don't need you to vouch for me.
1: <laughs> stop treating me like a baby.
0: He also tells uh, Tracker at this juncture, maybe maybe you should stop trying to make enemies where you could have friends. <laughs> yeah.
1: Maybe, maybe try being nice to people who are on your side.
0: The best Sogolon can figure is that the reason the creatures weren't targeting Tracker is because they wanted to capture him. Much in the way that we presumed that the crowd that was trying to dogpile Tracker and Mossy wanted wanted to take them alive yeah, as well. Yeah, because they
1: weren't trying to hurt them. They were just trying to contain them.
0: Yeah. Right? And the best she can figure a reason why is because he's got the nose. He might be the best equipped person in the world to track this boy right now. And AC might just want him alive so that he can pinpoint where the boy is.
1: Maybe.
0: As they're kind of like taking stock of the situation and and packing up. One of their horses unfortunately died.
1: Oh, that was...
0: Um, Masi asks Tracker if he understood what Sogolon's earlier comment was about the trail going hot and cold. And Tracker confirms, yeah, I, I think I figured it out. The boy is traveling through those 19 magic doors. Yes. And that's where we end the chapter.
1: End of chapter.
0: Next up, chapter 17.
1: Okay, so I now have a whole bunch of new questions. <laughs> yeah. First okay you say AC I've been saying it I've been reading it as AEC Yeah
0: we we had this discussion last chapter yeah. as
1: well So forgive me if we pronounce it two different ways Why is AEC looking for the boy
0: Well AEC is working for the king remember the king is the spider with four arms and four legs and AEC is the other two arms oh, and two legs Oh right 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 They're thick as thieves and what the king wants is for this boy to be found and so what AEC is trying to do is find the boy That's not to say the wizard might not have his own agenda Fair enough. But uh, at the v- on the surface of it, he and the king are in cahoots. They're cahooting.
1: Thank you for that. I had forgotten about the connection with the king. <laughs> really, what we've learned here is that everybody needs tracker. Well,
0: again, he might be the <laughs> best equipped person in the world to right? find this he's boy. He's like
1: the most useful one. There's there's still so much in my head. How are they getting through these doors? The boy and the vampire?
0: Assuming I mean, again, that he's we're still presuming it's oh, the vampire might have the power to travel through the doors. We don't know.
1: Maybe. uh, Or maybe the
0: boy has the power to travel through the doors. Maybe. We don't really
1: even know what it takes to travel through the doors. All we know is that Tracker can do it and Sogalong can't.
0: Yeah. Well, Tracker has the Sangoma magic. And so the presumption there would be that the Sangoma's magic can somehow do it. But that doesn't necessarily mean that her magic is the only magic that can do it. Okay, fair enough. We don't know if the vampire has this power, if somebody in the vampire's entourage has this power, or if the boy himself has this power. But it does line up with an earlier clue we had. 'Cause early on, the slaver had said that uh the boy and his party were spotted in one city and then like a few days later were spotted in another city a month's travel away. And we were like, How could that have happened? We surmised maybe they flew there or something. Nope. Turns out they were using magical portals.
1: Yep. We
0: But that explains that. We it does. we now have an answer to what that was about.
1: Yes. Um we still don't know what happened to Leopard.
0: No, he's still gone. Yes. But mm-hmm. he's still brought up in this chapter. He's still in mind.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I think Tracker's going to keep him in mind for quite a while. Yeah. Uh, um. Yeah. So, our and our mystery, you know, continues to brew.
0: Uh, were you expecting Mossy to die?
1: I always expect people to die.
0: I was expecting Mossy
1: Based to die. on B.B. Dateman?
0: Because of B.B. Dateman. Because uh, of B.B. Dateman. we got to know B.B. Dateman, and we got to have a nice heart-to-heart with B.B. Dateman, and then monsters attacked, and B.B. Dateman was torn apart. And uh, then in this chapter, we got to know Mossy, and we sat down and got a friendly chat with Mossy, and then monsters attacked, and I was like, oh, Mossy's going to die now. <laughs> but uh, well played, Marlon James. You set up that expectation, and then he survived.
1: Uh, it is my hope, hope, that Mossy sticks around. That he is officially joined to the party, and onward we go. It is my hope.
0: Well, we'll have to wait and see.
1: Yeah. Like fingers crossed that he sticks around because I've I've come to like Detective Mossy as well.
0: I want to talk about Detective Mossy, and this is something I wanted to bring up last chapter.
1: Yes, this is this is the pin that we stuck in.
0: Yeah, and I I actually forgot to bring this up last chapter. Um,
1: well, let's do it now.
0: Yeah, do you trust Mossy?
1: I I do, and that might be against my better judgment. Fair enough. That might come back to bite me.
0: I'm not saying that I don't. Um, I I quite like him, and he's playing <laughs> trustworthy. But, but from what we know about. AC and his power and the amount of influence he was exerting on Congor is it possible that mossy is a plant
1: i suppose it is
0: is it possible that he's ac's guy on the inside right now because he has earned the trust of tracker maybe and that this is like three dimensional chess being played by the evil wizard possibly like that that's in the back of my mind because of all of the people that he appeared to have suborned in Congor over the course of the chapters that we were there. And the fact that he seemed to have turned the entire guard, <laughs> except for this one guy. The one guy that Tracker happens to fall in with. But who's also interested in the mystery. Wink.
1: Well, and, and, we know that Tracker didn't fall asleep. hmm But, A.C. is still able to track them.
0: Mm-hmm. So, if... And Mossy did sleep. And Mossy did sleep. Now, that's not saying that Mossy might not also have a beat on him by A.C. at this point, because... He did escape with Tracker, and the crowd did appear to be targeting him as well. But again, could this all be a long game by AC? Uh, that
1: might have been show, right? Exactly.
0: To plant someone in the party. Yeah. That's just my question there.
1: I, It's possible. It is absolutely possible.
0: I'm not saying that I distrust Mossy. I'm just floating this balloon.
1: That he might not be entirely trustworthy? That
0: maybe we should keep an eye on him, because he might not be entirely trustworthy. Yeah. That's basically where I'm at with that.
1: Or they're going to live happily ever after.
0: Probably not, because again, the (laughs) title of the book is Black Leopard Red Wolf.
1: Well, and we know that Tracker ends up in jail.
0: By himself. So the rest of the party... Well, and let's be fair. We know from his discussion with the Inquisition as well that this is merely the first time he went searching for this boy. There was apparently a second time with a different group of people. Oh, that's true. Or presumably a different group of people. I forgot about that. Yeah. Which I expect is going to be probably the story told in the next... In the next part? I was going to say novel. Oh. I I assume that this first novel is just the search for the the first boy. This is part of a trilogy, if I'm not mistaken, or a planned trilogy.
1: Interesting. Hard to say. It would would amuse me a great deal if at the end of this... Closer to the end of this book, uh, Mossy shows up to break him out of jail. Or Leopard. Or or
0: Leopard. Or both of them. That would tickle me. Mm.
1: Also, I would really like the folks in this party to start getting along because all of this bickering is starting to annoy me.
0: Yeah, it's again it's the anti fellowship.
1: Yeah. I would like I would like a little bit of friendship somewhere to form. Just a little bit more so that it's not so frustrating and annoying to read about how cranky these people are all the time.
0: It it is pretty frustrating, actually. And it it makes it hard to like some of the characters. Yeah. But We'll uh, we'll see. Maybe we'll start to like some of the characters more as we segue into chapter 17 of our novel. You'll want to read up on that in time for next week. And in the meantime, there are uh, a lot of great ways you can spend your time, uh, great ways in which you can volunteer for your community. And one of the best ways, arguably, is uh, to make a difference in the life of a young person. Mm -hmm. And there are many organizations all across North America that are devoted to that. But right here in Edmonton, there is one in particular that we would like to give a shout out to.
1: BGC Biggs, that's Boys and Girls Clubs, Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Edmonton and area, is looking for volunteers like you. Families that have needed help, needed now more than ever. And with BGC Biggs, volunteers have the power to change the courses of young people's lives across our community during the pandemic and beyond. Together, we can ignite the hope that we all need right now. Dedicating your time to the life of a child or youth makes an impact that goes far beyond Zoom calls, video game battles, or tutoring sessions. Explore how you can get involved and watch our community change, one life at a time. There is currently a need for virtual mentors, tutors, and in-person volunteers to be big brothers or sisters. Join BGC Biggs for a virtual coffee in one of their online open houses to learn more about volunteering. And get more information at bgcbigs.ca or Google BGC Biggs. It's easier than you think.
0: Uh, Obviously, if you're not local to Edmonton, uh, there are Big Brothers, Big Sisters organizations All over the place. Everywhere. And uh, even if they're not in your area, likely there's some sort of youth support group that uh, would be happy to have you volunteer. And as uh, that advertisement says, now is a a hard time for a great many people. And it's a hard time for kids as well. And so this is as good a time as any to uh, jump on the opportunity to uh, maybe make a bit of a difference.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's a nice thing.
0: Mm -hmm. You can... Support us uh, by supporting the Alberta Podcast Network. They can be found at albertapodcastnetwork.com. There are many wonderful podcasts to be discovered there. Oh, so many. Yeah, definitely give a couple of those a look. Uh, In particular, you could check out I Have Some Notes. That's my other podcast where I talk movies with Greg Beaver and Liam Kreswick. Every couple weeks, uh, we were on hiatus over the holidays, but we're back now. So now's a good time to uh, jump back into that.
1: Oh, that one's always a good time. Yeah.
0: You can download I Have Some Notes at the podcatcher of your choice, which is likely also where you download this podcast. While you're there, you could also uh, give us a little rating and a review.
1: We appreciate that. We like feedback.
0: Yes. you can give us feedback on social media the
1: usual list you've heard me prattle it off before twitter instagram facebook and goodreads we are at the read along on most of those
0: you can also send us an email
1: we are thereadalong at gmail.com
0: and with that said as always we love you very much and we'll see you next time
1: 19 doors would make a really good album name don't you think